Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name is Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we are, of course, back to hang out with you guys. Um, we're going to change the format of the show a little bit this time. We're going to uh, talk about uh, one specific topic. This time it's going to be musical artists who have consecutive number one or consecutive hit albums. Excuse me. Consecutive hit albums and who makes our list. Uh, we'll give you a list of a bunch of people and then we'll tell you why we think ours is better. Uh, and after that, <laughs> after that, we're going to give you guys some hot takes on some pop culture stuff. So stay tuned. Enjoy. And here we go. So um, where are we at? So number one hit record. So what makes a hit record? Is it just about charts? Is it just about sales? What are we going to how are we going to? How are I mean, we definitively I, say what we need to say here? I think transcending albums, albums. I don't think album sales is per se the most important thing. I don't even know if it's like number break the top five as far as important things. But good music, good songs from beginning to end. An album we live in, you know, vinyls making resurgence. If you can put that album on, listen to it from beginning to end, and that's why getting started. I mean it's easy the top two but the early albums were compilations of singles so a lot of the early stuff i don't doesn't really make my list i'm interested to hear what you guys have to say but i think it is that an experience from beginning to end that you kind of go through a little journey whether it's just a journey of great songs or telling a story whether it's a who quadrophenia um but but that's that's the criteria that i had okay that that's a great metric. So let's actually, um, I know that album sales aren't everything, but it is mm-hmm. something, right? If, if people are Absolutely. buying, if people are one, if people are excited about your record, that's yeah. part of it, you know, uh, but if people are buying it consistently, let's, uh, that says something too. So let's look at this. Mm-hmm. So the number, uh, according to billboard, right? Like we'll talk about debuts for a second. Cause that's kind of a big deal. Um, well, that's an important part to make the list. You're going to see a lot of them, first albums you have yeah. to start off on the right foot right yeah well not not just not just like freshman albums but like also like chart topping debuts like consistently mm-hmm. making albums that debuted at hit the yes, charts yes 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 so um the most consecutive studio albums to debut at number one right uh i think like debuting like whatever their opening week is uh eminem has the most i think only the slim shady lp of all of his albums didn't debut at number one in sales, which again, sales aren't sales. I think is Billboard sales and plays, or is it just sales? I believe it's a a, a combination of both. Yeah, sales and 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 radio plays. So mm-hmm. Eminem uh, behind that, Kanye. Uh, I think it's like Eminem has like ten or nine, and then Kanye, uh, Taylor Swift, Dave Matthews, and Beyonce have eight. Metallica, I think, has seven. Uh, Disturbed has seven. Mm-hmm. Drake has seven. This is debut, not hitting it, or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bieber, Madonna, and U2. Uh, oh, Disturbed, Drake, Bieber, Madonna, and U2 all have six. So, uh, well, so should we jump off with Eminem? What did you get? So I think Eminem is in the club, but I think oh, yeah. he stops after relapse. I think the first four, if you go Slim, Slim Shady LP, uh-huh. To Marshall Mathers, Eminem Show, and then Encore are four great albums. I think they're all, especially those first three, top to bottom, you can listen through. I know some of the the audio tracks where it's just kind of spoken word stuff doesn't age as well, 
But I like the. I think he's in the club. I think he hits that Grand Slam club. Of oh yeah, four yeah, consecutive four? great albums. Yeah, but I think he stops at four though. Despite the sales, I don't think Relapse is is in that. Well, he'll admit that that album's great album. I think he'll admit that that album is trash. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the, yeah. the low water mark of his career to that point. Uh, mm-hmm. And if he wasn't there, because Recovery is a slamming album too. Uh, it is. And then and then ML, the Eminem Marshall Mathers LP two is also slamming like mm-hmm. super powerful so yeah I, I think that counts um you know well it's hard with with artists like jay-z that have like 15 16 records and i don't think jay-z is in the club i think he's close i mean yeah I love he, the blueprint you know, i love that but i don't think he has four bang 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 right row. Like, yeah that okay well my pick uh who, who doesn't make the the most consecutive lists because he didn't release that many albums i guess uh, in his solo career, but you know, Michael Jackson, uh, and I would say, off the wall, thriller, bad, dangerous, just yep, killer, killer albums from beginning to end. Not just that, but keeping up with musical times, like going from like off the wall, which is kind of a disco pop album, mm-hmm. all the way to dangerous, which is kind of a new jack, new jack swing kind of album. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, yeah, so. And again, beginning to end, there are some, there are one or two songs on maybe each of those tracks that you kind of go, eh, okay. But you don't skip them. You don't have to skip. You might ignore them in the background, but you don't have to skip them. <laughs> no, but I give a little bit of leeway for trying to be innovative because that first album is a straight up disco album, yeah, right? Yeah. Off the Wall is a disco album and he does change over time. It is pop music, but he definitely innovated, brought great, produ- well-produced albums and enjoyable to listen to from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so he's yeah. in the club now. Now, one that of hip hop albums. We we're talking Jay Z and Eminem. I think Public Enemy is close. I think they may have the three best hip hop albums back to back to back. But they did not on that fourth one. Did not quite make it. Yeah, and the the second PE album, right? Do you remember the controversy? Like they got shelved for for a different artist, and so they had to that album. Their their that album got released, which was a great album. It was just a step and a half behind the times because hip hop changed. Mm-hmm. And so the third album, they said that they want to release this to the greatest album up to that point. And so, um, yeah, I can, I could I can go on for hours, but there's a NPR did a great piece on, on public enemy a few weeks I'll ago. To check it out. Go look it up. Uh, it's, it's, it talks about like how they developed their sound and, and, you know, despite Flav of Flav, uh, being probably one of the most obnoxious figures in, Public oh, media. I love Flavor Flav. What, like, what's your job? I'm just a hype man. Yeah. I just come up here and yell and scream. Again, innovation, yeah. right? Now that's how, how many people have, <laughs> yeah. how many people have made a career on eh, not so quite making beats, but I'm just a hype guy. I just kind of shout on audio tracks and just uh, cash checks, and it works. Yeah. But yeah, Fear of a Black Planet is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. Oh, yeah. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back, and then Apocalypse 9-1 are just bang, bang, bang. But it's it's rarefied air to get into that four club, It is, right? and, and so uh, it talks a lot of credit to Chuck D, right? Putting mm-hmm. putting this group together, keeping it solid, and tolerating Flavor Flav for 30 years. 
And that stuff, and I think, uh, yeah. oh, I, uh, my, my wife and I, uh, we were watching all, they were on Tubi, and we watched all the Flavor of Love shows. Oh, no. And she loved it. The greatest, the trashiest of all of the, uh, of the reality dating shows. And, and oh, tequila, so. oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It feels oh, like battery gr- acid on my brain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so where do you guys, so we'll kind of stick on hip hop. How do you guys feel about Run the Jewels? I think that may be the most contemporary. I will solidify one, two, and three. Their fourth album just came out. Have you guys listened to it? And moreover, do you think that they're in the Grand Slam Club? Um, I think that if you appreciate Run the Jewels musically, then yes. But I, does it does it have to reach a wide audience, or does it just have to be just a banging album? I think it does. I, well, I will say to to make this list, you can't just have good lists. This is four great albums. I think. The first three Run the Jewels albums yeah. are great prophetic albums. The when fourth did, is very good, but I don't I, I don't think it quite cuts the mustard. Did it just drop like this week? I haven't listened to the was it RTJ? They just call it Run the Jewels Four, right? No, they it, just name them what they yes. name them. Like one, two, RTJ, three, and four. RTJ one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Do they and change the hand symbols at all? They go from a zombie to whatever, but it's all the same. You yeah. The, you know, the their symbol. I like it, but I think four is a very good album, not a great album. All right, so it doesn't so, make the list. I'll check out the album when I uh, get some extra money to drop on iTunes a little bit later. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, so Daft Punk. Do you guys like Daft Punk? I do. Um, uh, yes. I think they're and in the club, yeah, especially if you count they, Tron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so with Daft Punk, uh, each album gets progressively better yeah um uh homework was was the first um so i guess home i I don't know discovery human after all i mean well starting at homework or starting homework at discovery okay so homework first and then their discovery is after homework their their landmark album discovery yeah put them on the map um and then human after all no, before Human After All. Oh, wait, yes. Human yes, After, Human All, After All and, and then, then Tron. Random Access Memories. Well, Ram comes after Tron, if you're counting, because they did the whole Tron album. Yeah, but it's a, it's a soundtrack, not a not album, an album proper. Okay. Which I think it works as an album, though. I, it's, you know, very Tron heavy and works independently. And one of the best soundtracks of all time. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to throw Daft Punk onto the list because uh, there's okay. only so many times you can hear the words around the world <laughs> before okay. you get crazy. All right, all right. Um, Discovery, I love that album beginning to end, especially because there's a long anime music video that goes in time with the album. Um, but I don't think that Homework is a great album. I think it's an innovative album. I think it's a fun album, okay. but I don't think Homework is a great album. So. so that breaks it up. That breaks up the four in a row. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else? Um, well, should we go? I mean, the low-hanging fruit is the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, right? If you go anything, whether you like the Beatles or not, it's undeniable that Rubber Soul till the end of their career are yeah. all phenomenal albums. And that's why, and I, if you want to make an argument, like the early stuff doesn't quite fit in. It's more of a compilation of singles. Right. When you start from Rubber Soul album from yeah. beginning to end, paints a picture, tells a story. And then the other one is easy peasy lemon squeezy is led zeppelin right all of their albums from one to physical graffiti are now here's the thing about led zeppelin though because uh if you ask other artists they jack some of those songs so well i i that was 
So famously, they steal from blues musicians. Of course. Yeah. Who hasn't? All I mean, these guys do. And, and I'm, I'm not holding against it. But that, if you look into that lawsuit specifically for Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. that riff is from classical music and is brought over and over and over. And they were acquitted of that. But I, I think whether whether it's, I mean, we're just talking about Daft Punk. I know they didn't make the list, yeah. but they re- they're literally sampling their entire album. Oh, samples, of course, yeah. Right. So I think Zeppelin. Is is in there easy? Whether you're going one through four, four through physical graffiti, they're they're in the club, and and you know who isn't in the club as far as I'm concerned is the Rolling Stones. I think oh, the Rolling yeah. Stones are great musicians, probably top three of my favorite um, groups. But there's some stinkers in there. You okay. know, they've got so, a disco album. They've got they've got other stuff. They they've got a lot of two in the row, but no four in the row. Okay, uh, to that point, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones, the Doors, the Who, those are all amazing bands, mm-hmm. but I, I mm-hmm. don't think that being an amazing band precludes you from still being overrated. No, you're, I, I don't know if the Who's overrated, but they're in that club with the Rolling Stones where they've got Vic, Tommy is one of the greatest albums of yeah. all time. Quadrophenia is one of the greatest of albums of all time. But... Again, they were kind of a hit, poppy, singles band that has a lot of good singles on albums that have a lot of crappy songs on them. Okay, They're, yeah. How you know feel, what I mean? How do we feel about Aerosmith from Pump to Just Push Play? They're, they're, Just Push Play has a lot of stinkers in there. Okay, too. yeah, you're right. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> again, I love Aerosmith. They're kind of poppy, too. Didn't innovate as much as the other bands, but I I really enjoy Aerosmith. But there's a lot of mediocre to dare I say bad songs, especially in Just Push Play. So does it count if all of your albums are the same album over and over and over again? What well, uh, possibly? So so I the Ramones I think is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think the Ramones are in that. If you yeah. go from. From is it Meet the Ramones to Rocket to Russia? Those yeah. four albums are the same covers, well, all that stuff. I think they're four great albums. But if you talk to someone that's not a Ramones fan, they've got that argument like, I was, yeah, it's the same album over and over again. Yeah, like, well, I was yeah. talking about, you know, you can go Chili Peppers like uh, uh, maybe not Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but definitely One Hot Minute all the way to Stadium Arcadium are kind of the same album mm-hmm. over and over and over again. What about Linkin Park? Ooh. I think Linkin Park. Uh, I don't think so. I think they've got mediocre songs. Yeah, but in there. But, let, but okay. So well, I mean, even if you put Hybrid Theory in there, Hybrid which theory, I think it's top to bottom is, great. is a nearly they perfect still, album. Mm-hmm. Meteora is also a nearly perfect album. Does Reanimation count being a remix album? No. You can even include, even if you include Reanimation, I don't think they have four. Because if you include reanimation, then it's hybrid theory to minutes to midnight, right? I'm not missing anything. I don't think minutes to midnight makes cuts the mustard, even though like because reanimation, you're remixing songs. You have Jay Z on it, and I love it. No, that was really fun. That's not reanimation. That's um, collision course. Reanimation is previous. Sorry, that's what. Yeah, even if you include collision course, I don't think you have the. But I was talking about reanimation, which is also a remix album. Uh, Yeah, their their sophomore album, sort of. Hybrid Theory, Meteora. Reanimation is in between. No, 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 no. We're not counting Reanimation. Okay, so Hybrid Theory, Meteora. Meteora, um, Minutes to Minutes Midnight. Minutes to Midnight. 
And a thousand suns. Thousand suns isn't great, so yeah, they don't hit the. They don't yeah, hit the mark. I think they're they're very good. They albums. would need collision course and or reanimation to make them hit the mark. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so so we'll go through a couple. What about Pink Floyd? Dark side of the mood to the wall. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think they're in there. I think it's, that counts. It's good, I mean, but you have to be willing count- to listen to you know twenty hours of Pink Floyd. <laughs> Not literally, but, but you know what I mean. That's part of it. I think they're all good albums. I mean, I think Animals might be... There There's some people that might push against it. There might be some people that push against The Wall, but The Wall, Soul Commercially, oh, yeah. I think it's really enjoying. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll that's, give you... That's, uh, okay. Then Kanye West makes the cut, too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. College Dropout to 808, if you want to do that run. Even My Beautiful Dark mm-hmm. Twisted Fantasy. So he's got five. Nah, I think nah. so too. Yeah, I think college dropout to eight oh eight is the four uh, in the in a row. No, college dropout. Uh, late registration is number late two. Late registration. Graduation is number graduation. three. Graduation, and then eight oh eight is number four. We're talking about consecutive, so they have to go in order. They, they have, have to go, go in order yeah, to yep, make this yeah, list. Have to go. You have to go yeah. four in a row. I mean, those are not his best albums because Life of Pablo is brilliant. Um, and then my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is the culmination of his entire career. So that's what I mean. So if you can do call it, but that's right after eight oh eight. So you could do five in a row. He still makes the list. He gets a grand slam plus one. Yeah, Either way, I, I, I think he's list. he's a, he's a to quote. I uh, think so too. Uh, he's a, a real genius. A giant. He is. He's goofy. He's he's cockamamie, but he is. A phenomenal musician. Yeah. And we don't we don't necessarily it. support Kanye's social attitudes and behaviors, but we support no, no, Kanye I mean, the artist. Like, we're, we're talking about nothing else but albums. Kanye the mm-hmm. Kanye the hip hop yes. artist producer. <laughs> uh, you know, clarify in case anybody gets a frog up their butt about Kanye support there. Uh, uh, Black Sabbath. Think, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I, yeah. Oh no, no Black Sabbath. We'll, we can move on past Kanye. No, we're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we could talk. We could pay, make talk about Kanye. We could have a whole podcast All, about Kanye. Yeah, but no, I think Black Sabbath. <laughs> even though the very, if you like Black Sabbath, you love Sabbath through Volume Four. If you don't, this is terrible. But I think it's innovative. Um, I think they're in the club. I so think that's interesting because they're they're maybe plus one with. Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is their fifth album. Yeah, but those one through four albums didn't do well critically. Yeah, but the critics don't know dick about uh, That's fair. heavy metal. <laughs> you could say dick on Facebook, right? Yeah, we can do that. We're okay. Corn. Corn uh, from Freak on a Leash to what? Okay, not corn. <laughs> yeah, corn. But what about the White Stripes? Uh, no, I think that the style is not a great album. Okay. I think it's a good album, but not a, uh, this is my opinion. I, no, uh, I love it. I think, I think they're in the club. I think the stripes, they're, they're first, I guess they had an album before, but their two through five are phenomenal. So albums. you, so starting um, at the style, <laughs> uh, even if you go, even if you go white blood cells to elephant to get behind me statement to, Get behind me, Satan to yeah. Icky Thump. I think you're going four great, great albums. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I've listened to Icky Thump all the way through, so I can't comment on that. Um, but it's great. White Blood Sonically, Elephant and it's Gip- worth it. Um, well, I mean, if, if White Styles makes the cut, does Radiohead make the cut too? I think they do. Yeah. What about? Yeah, Coldplay? I think. Huh? 
Coldplay. Coldplay's in an S tier. They're untouchable. Every single song they've ever come out with is the greatest song ever made. Okay, uh, we'll end on that. We can't we can't get better than Coldplay. Yeah, no. So let's take <laughs> no, a moment. Radi- Radiohead's a good one. Radiohead is a good one because they're very they've changed over time. They're very artsy fartsy. Critically, they do very well in sales. Kid A did well. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think they're in the club. So yeah, so from Okay, computer to hail to the thief, right? Is that the run? Mm-hmm. Um, the Benz is good too, but um, from okay, computer to, to hail to the thief. Okay. Um, on that note, I'm gonna end it with I'm gonna end the segment with this. I know we didn't get all of these albums that are the ah. best guys. I'm gonna shameless plug one more uh, band, and that is Motion City Soundtrack from I Am the Movie to My Dinosaur Life. Those are four solid okay. albums. Start to finish. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you. Uh, okay, I was. I thought this was going to be over, but I can't remember. We're going into punk bands now. So no, let's keep it going. Uh, let's yeah, keep we'll, it going. We'll run with we, it. I, we're going to do this. Oh man, Green Day misses it because Nimrod was a flop. Um, yeah, and I, Nimrod. Nimrod <laughs> was a a staple in my youth. Love Nimrod. It's not going back album. and listening to those. So we'll. So I'll do rapid fire for albums: Beastie Boys, uh huh, Metallica, yeah, Van Halen, Tool. No, Van Halen doesn't make the cut. No, okay. No, they don't have four in a row. Um, Queens of the Stone Age, David Bowie's S tier. Every single album he makes is artistic. But if you want to get into it, um, Man Who Sold the World to Aladdin Sane, um, Neil Young, okay, Steely Dan, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two from Dude Ranch to uh, Self Titled. Uh, take off your pants jacket is good. Would that be their third one or is that their fourth one in a row? If take you off go would be from three. Enema of the number State. Three. Yeah, so what was their fourth one? It wasn't that Self-titled. great. Self-titled. It was good. It changed the sound. It's a little Angels and Airwaves, but I could listen to it straight through. Okay. All right, so so just finishing out Talking Heads. They say Waylon Jennings. Okay. Stevie Stevie Wonder. Nice. Um, and that's what I got. Uh... Fallout Boy. Yes. I'll give you your first two for Fallout Boy. I don't know about three and four. Uh, oh, no. If you, right? go if you go first three, first, first three. three Fallout Boy, maybe. But I'm not, I'm not getting you with their fourth. Uh, Where so is your boy tonight? I yeah. So, yeah. so what would that be? What, where are we starting with Fall Up? Are we starting with Take This to Your Grave? Yes. Okay, Take This to Your Grave is great. Under the Court Cree is great. Infinity on High is great. And Folly I Do is great. That album's awesome. Folly I Do. I think if you like that ska, you, they don't have horns good. in that ska. <laughs> it's, it's emo punk. It's emo, emo pop punk. punk. Emo pop uh, punk. Okay, emo pop punk. Yes, I think if you're an outsider, it's hard to appreciate the Fallout Boy. Yeah, uh, I think even Fallout Boy fans would say they've changed. We didn't like their poppy um, transition. It's hard to get that four in a row. I'm not saying you they don't enjoy it, but I'm saying to say that they enjoy four in a row. It's it's yeah a um, little bit of a tall order. Okay, all right. For real this time, let's take a moment to. Uh, Let's take a moment in silence to, to mourn Fall Out Boy not making the list, apparently. <laughs> not making Rex's list. 
And we're back. Okay. (laughs) First off, Rex's list is the list, and I don't want to hear anything different, okay? My list is the end-all, be-all. It is the correct list. There's no... uh... He's the only one one with a doctor in front of his name. That's right. (laughs) Dr. Rex. What that doctorate isn't from, uh, for, that's yet to be determined, but... Yeah. Um, so the other part, let's, let's shift gears here for a second. There's been a lot going on and, and this is a pop culture podcast. So for those of you who are new to the channel, we haven't really dived into this before, but we're going to talk about our spam. No, not the uh, junk email that you throw away, not the canned meat that tastes good on Hawaiian pizza, I guess. Uh, but spam sports, pop culture, arts and music, media, movies, TV, blah, 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 blah. There's as many M's as we want in spam, right? Um, we're going to do some hot takes for you. So, um, I'll go first sports. Uh, Conor McGregor got iced by Poirier in two rounds. Holy crap. Leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick. Flurry of punches, knockout. Have we seen the last time McGregor's in the octagon? Uh, no, 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 no. 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 But He's making uh, too much money. It, Jake Paul's been trying to fight him for the last, however, offering up to a $50 million purse, and I think he just cut the purse down to 10, 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, McGregor's going to have a cupcake and then he's going to have um, number three of this series of fights, um, which would be exciting. They'll, it'll be one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time. Yeah, if they still give him the ticket, right? I thought that now that he's got another loss under his belt that he might not be on the ticket for that, for the fight. He will. He will. He he brings in too many views for pay-per-view. He's he's an S talker. He's he has a doctorate just as your friend yeah. Rex Rebo does in S talking. Um and he's gonna get he'll be he'll be on the next ticket and then he'll have um the, the third one of this fight. Okay. Mark my words. Okay. Um Arts and Music. Um speaking of keeping it with the uh, UFC trend, Eminem fake disses Dana White on air to promote uh uh hire. Also, he's fan casting for hire. So, if those of you Eminem fans want to be out there, I think you can still submit, record yourself singing the hook to hire, and uh, Eminem might put you in the music video. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, oh, I skipped pop culture. Did I? Sports. Um, the passing of the late great uh, Hank Aaron. The Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, greatest home run home run hitter of all time. Yep, yep. Uh, One of the greatest hitters of all time. Top five greatest baseball players of all time, right? Yeah, and there's chatter about, uh, not official chatter, like BS chatter, about possibly renaming the Braves to the Atlanta Hammers. I'd be okay with that. Keep now, tomahawk. Jason, your grandfather would have played against old yes. Hammer and Hank, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So, uh, I mean, they the, the teams, Hank Aaron retired in, in 1976. My grandfather retired in 72. So they would have, they would have crossed paths uh, at least a couple of times. But there was a game I pulled stats for, uh, August 25th, 1971. And my grandfather... Uh, went three for five with two runs and two RBIs in that game. Ooh, Ooh. That is awesome. And the Pirates won that game like 13 to six. So, nice. but that was, of course, that is so cool. That's the same year my grandfather won the World Series. So, go Pirates. Pirates go Bucks. were pretty good that year. Yeah. <laughs> go Bucks. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, sports, pop culture. Um, Stallone is ditching LA, maybe. He's selling his house for <laughs> a boatload of money. To go where? Uh, I don't know. Now, wait, wait. So, did he live in Balboa Island? I always assumed that Balboa Island, where all the rich people live in L.A., was actually named after Stallone. I assumed that he actually did not have a house there and probably was in Los Angeles proper, somewhere in the hills, maybe. 
Yeah, I think he's trying to get. Oh, actually, his house is actually in Beverly Park, and I think he's asking 130 mil for it. Oh, that's it. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll use it as one of my vacation homes. Uh, the price, the highest price ever paid for a home in in that part of Beverly Park is 40 million. So he's asking triple the. The uh, yeah, yeah, I'll use it as one of my vacation homes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. nothing. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, Toilet. Paper. Uh, oh. Uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton got a new puppy. Nice. What kind of dog did they get? I don't know. It's a secret. Okay. Uh, <laughs> secret royal puppy. All right, Prince. Somebody out there your, knows. You keep your secrets. Um, uh, what else? It's uh, a secret. Yeah. Why would it be a secret? Who cares what kind of dog they have? Hey, hey, I don't write the news. I'm not a royal. I don't know. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, in more important pop culture news, how great was that Bernie Sanders meme? We, oh, you yeah. Know, the, the political divide. I don't care whether you're right, left, middle. That's everyone loves an old man trying to bundle up with some and, great and he's on everywhere right now. That Bernie Sanders meme is everywhere. If Joe Biden's team had their pulse on pop culture, he would have stopped in the middle of his address and got an old man blanket and just wrapped him up. And it just oh, would have yeah. like that. That seals the deal for the next year. Like He'd you're in. It doesn't matter. Darling for the rest. Of oh, the yeah. Yeah. Like as, as another as as another old man who hates being in the cold weather here, oh, let me cover yeah. you up. Bernie. Like would have united the, the Democratic Party, probably yeah. brought a lot of Republicans in, but no, they missed a great opportunity. I love those memes, you know. Full and, disclaimer, this is as and, much about politics as we're going to talk. Bernie yes, Sanders getting yeah. warm in mittens. We don't do politics yeah. on this show. But Bernie <laughs> Sanders in mittens yeah. is, is pop culture, not politics. Just this is as polarizing as we get. Putting that yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, friends across speaking the of, speaking of old men um, who hate the cold, uh, rest in peace, Larry King. We lost Larry King this, this week. Um, and apparently... It was in Larry King's wishes to be frozen after death. So I guess he loves the cold, doesn't hate the cold. Um, <laughs> Do you think him and Walt Disney are going to be bunk mates? Like, yeah. hey, come on up to Cinderella's castle. Well, no, it's King, just Walt Disney's know. head. I think all of Larry King oh, is supposed to be frozen. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Nice. I like it. Um, I like, some people like to be cremated. Uh, Larry King wants to be frozen. Yeah. And 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 speaking of uh, out with it, uh, what did you hear about Casey Affleck? Um, I know that his brother broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah, so DeArmas is out of the Affleck. There's no DeArmas Fleck anymore. Was that a thing? I get. I obviously not, since I didn't know about it. No, I don't know. Well, <laughs> apparently Casey Affleck uh, was reportedly threw out a life-size cardboard cutout of Anna DeArmas, like took it out with the trash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love this trashy media. So can we, in arts, The yeah. Muppet Show, did you guys see that The Muppet Show, all five seasons is, is coming to Disney Plus? Now, yeah. I know this sounds, for us Muppet fans, we love it. But I think even more importantly, the fact that, so just a little background, they already have the first four seasons of The Muppet Show on DVD, but it's highly edited because- those of us that watch The Muppet Show, yeah. um, there's musical guests, there's all that stuff. So it's really hard um, to get the rights for this stuff. But Disney is having unedited all five seasons put on Disney+. Plus, So that opens the door for all of these shows that were left in limbo for so long to get put on Disney+. Plus. Now I'm talking the Star Wars Christmas special and a bunch of other things that had... Um, 
were left in production limbo where you've got two production companies, whether it's CBS and Fox and everything like that. So I, this is big news for us nostalgia fans that, that got locked out of the nostalgia window. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking forward to uh, mupping it up to do yeah. <laughs> You know, I'll be a real animal that way. Ba-doom. All right, all right, all right. No, so last of movies, did you guys watch the Godzilla versus Kong trailer? The trailer, yeah. So that movie actually looks better than the sum of its parts because the previous movies were mediocre at best. Um, I don't know what else to say about the Godzilla. They haven't had a good Godzilla. We talked about this. The Japanese Godzilla movies are, are on point. But the Shin American- Godzilla is probably top two top three greatest Godzilla movies yeah. of all time. Um, but like the, the the regular Godzilla films that have come out in the last couple of years, all the way back from Godzilla 2000 to the current one are not great. Um, and the Kong movie was just okay. Nothing to write home about, nothing completely special, but... Yeah, yeah, it looks fun. It looks like an action movie. I mean, I would take Pacific Rim, maybe even two over what they're going to put out there, but it does... Looks fun. Sometimes you just want to take off your thinking cap and watch two uh, kaijus just go to town and just punch each other. Yeah. And just set it, settle it old school style and let's just punch each other and see who ends up on top. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it, they keep trying to make these movies more than they need to be when it just should be monster beat monster. So who are you guys taking? Are you taking Godzilla or Kong? If you had $1,000 to land the line, who are you taking? I think Kong or the, Godzilla? I think that it's going to end with a surprise third party that's going to unite them. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, Mothra. <laughs> yes, Whatever. Yeah. But no, who are you taking? Mothra is the the female, you know, protagonist to Godzilla's male. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I know. So, but like But I'm saying one v one, Godzilla versus Kong. Who's who, fighting? Who has it? Who, no, no rules, no laws. Oh, um, man. Uh, between uh, the flame throwing of uh, of Godzilla versus Kong's uh, ambidextrous opposed. No. No, that's just humans. They yeah. don't have opposable thumbs. I mean, Kong, you know, he's a, he, his hands work. His hands work, yes. <laughs> yeah, his thumbs are still out here. Like, yeah, you know, gorilla thumbs. <laughs> um, but who takes it between Kong and Gojira? Um, go, yeah, Godzilla takes it. All he has to do is take Kong into the water. Oh, true. That's our Oh, yeah. Gojira. All Gojira. the time. All the way. Gojira. All the money. Push the chips in. Unbeatable. I'm with you. Uh, Gojira. Also, look, a shout out to Rebecca giving us a gift over there on Reddit. Oh, nice. Um, Thank you, Becca. Way to we go. Love you. We love you a lot. Um, oh. Okay. So, uh, I guess we can move past. Okay, so where are we now? We're movies. Oh, WandaVision. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something fun and then, and then drop a, a media bomb. WandaVision. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. No spoilers here right now, but um, <laughs> finish this and then go watch. This, then go watch Wandavision. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not a secret that Wandavision uh, is 
Well, maybe it is a secret. I don't know. This is the only spoiler I'm going to give. It's a minor spoiler. So far, the three episodes of WandaVision are going by decades, and they're playing homage to classic sitcoms, and it's brilliant. So yes. from the yes. 50s, I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke show, to the Bewitched, mm-hmm. I Dream of Jeannie feel, to the Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, whatever. Go watch WandaVision, because uh, it's awesome. And the, the bomb that I'm going to drop on you right now is that uh, apparently... Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers are shredding the marriage vows after a wow. long illustrious career. So, wow. Yeah, apparently Christopher well, Nolan is not too keen about them uh, releasing films on streaming. <laughs> he, he's been keeping Warner Brothers together for the past 15 years, if you want to put in Batman, right? Inter- Interstellar and Inception and all those movies he's been and especially because he has he's worked with Leo and all those guys I'd be interested to see what what Leonardo DiCaprio has to say about it but that's bad 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 news for Warner Brothers and I know he was publicly very upset about the way they handled releasing it to HBO Max and doing all that stuff because I mean he, he is one of three maybe four directors that actually shoots on film yeah and he held that genre and and of course he does that because he loves the theater experience and he's a media darling he he is the the darling director right now the the guy that you want to film your your big budget epic tasteful epic Mm -hmm. story driven epic on right Well, they've done so they just to let me trash Warner Brothers for a little bit more. Um, They really screwed things over when they didn't lock up um, the director of Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller. Yeah. Um, And kind of, so those who don't know, there was a, there was a dispute about how much money the movie made, how much the movie cost. And they kind of scorned George Miller. George Miller was set to direct the Justice League movie. And could you imagine coming off of Fury Road and directing the Justice League movie with Christopher Nolan producing it, which I'm sure it it would have gone, maybe had to film in Australia, but who gives a rip, right? Right, Yeah, George Miller coming off of Fury Road with another Mad Max movie coming on the tails of it. Well, Warner Brothers decide to dispute it and fight that and tell him he didn't have as much coming to him. If George Miller is going to direct the Justice League movie, I'm giving him a blank check, right? Like, all right, maybe there's a little dispute. We'll give you as many points on the back end as you want. And they screwed it. I don't know who's running Warner Warner Brothers Studio. If it's old guard people or young people that don't know what the hell they're talking about, but they, as a business sense, have screwed over that entire production company because they had a golden goose and they scorned him by by not telling him that they were going to release his movies via streaming. Like, he found out the way the rest of us found out. Like, yeah. that's just unprofessional, terrible business. And then on top of it, you hear that he paid Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, out the nose. Oh, yeah. Because they weren't having a theatrical release and didn't do anything for Chris Nolan and the Dune director. I Villanuevo. his name. Villanuevo, who is the golden goose coming up, right? He's oh, yeah. done nothing but just made beautiful films. So they're screwing things up. I don't know what's going over on Warner Brothers, but that's a bombshell. I had no idea that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. But it's uh, insane. I mean, it's not they're, finalized. You know, it's, it's it's kind of trash talk rumors, but it's it's pretty prevalent. Like, both of their camps have... Well, the, uh, fact that, the fact that you'd let a rumor like that get out shows the ineptitude of the Warner Brothers oh, company. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they need to get things figured out. And hopefully they do, because I do love Warner Brothers. I do love Batman. Most, most I do time. love all that stuff. Yeah, but they uh, as a company... 
They've made some phenomenal and some of my favorite movies. So hopefully they get it figured out. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least. Um, um, yeah. I'm going to leave, leave with, with this. this uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Basically uh, no Time to Die has been pushed back once again to uh, October of 2021. Oh. Man, yeah, like nearly <laughs> a two-year delay from its original release date of like Bond, lame Bond. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm bad. Did with they say today. is that movie in the can? Do we know? It is. It it was supposed to be released in April of 2020. Okay, so then it got pushed to November of 2020, and now it's October of 2021. Okay, so leading up to Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond is. A super letdown for everybody. Unless yeah, like, he's fighting Godzilla and King Kong, I'm not very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, everything, and besides everything that's been tumultuous about the, the production itself, uh, bringing in certain, you know, writers that are, you know... Uh, Basically going to destroy the, the patriarchy of, uh, you know, the next James Bond, you know, and the, the inflammatory headlines reading, you know, the next James Bond is a woman. Um, yeah, studios li- like this are, you know, bringing about a new trend of force feeding audiences, their beliefs at a cost of alienating their fan base and destroying the fanfare for intellectual properties. Um, how... How do you trust, um, you know, James Bond or Star Wars after these, you know, executive producers of like are telling you what to like about or not like about these franchises? Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And it's uh, too many cooks, right? Do, yeah. do, any piece of art, whether it's a painting, a poem, a piece of music. I mean, you could say. Beyonce has a thousand producers and makes great albums. That's everybody's. Yeah, but she's. But for the for the most part, anytime you add, oh, let me let me you know add a color here, let me add a stanza here, it just doesn't work. Let the artist go onto themselves. Now having a bunch of rewrites doesn't. I don't think it damns movies as much as people think it does. A lot of your favorite movies had a ton of rewrites. You just never knew about it. There's a bunch yeah. of ghost writers that you didn't know about it. But it do- as soon as you're like, mm, I don't like the tone of this. I don't like this. It was like, well, then you shouldn't have hired this person to A, either direct it or B, write this film. Right, and, yeah. And, and you're getting into dangerous area when you do something like that. I hope it's good. I, who is directing this? It's not Sam Mendes, is it? Uh, it might be. Yeah, I think because I thought he was attached to it, and then I don't know if things changed. And he's a great director; he's a cinematic director. Um, he had he's, oh no, he's you're right. Tim Mendes is out. Um, what's his name? Mm-hmm. It's it's that's right. The Japanese guy, Kerry Fukugana, is in. What what else has he done? Do you know? But I know Sam Mendes. I love Sam Mendes as a director. Whether it's um, yeah, American his, his run with the uh, yeah, Kerry Fukugana did Beasts of No Nation, Maniac, um, uh, Jane Eyre. Back in 11. Okay, so not big budget movies, but very story-centric, character-driven films. Yeah. So that, sp- that speaks well, and I'm glad he's getting a chance to do it. Oh, um, he did It. He wrote It. He didn't direct It, but he wrote It, the new It. 
Nice. So okay. he has some chops there. I, 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 I genuinely hope it's well. Like, I'm yeah. not going to speak ill He's because I do love producer. the Bond franchise. He's been a good producer, executive producer, because he executive produced um, The Alienist, which I just found out about. Um, my, my dad put me onto it. It's basically like a uh, 19th, uh, 18th century... Uh, 18th century Hannibal type guy, like oh. FBI profiler, criminal minds type deal. But like, was he part of True Detectives too? He did Mike True Detectives also. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so he's good. And I'll tell you what, executive producer has no greater range of activity than any other job in Hollywood. There's <laughs> yeah. some executive producer where it's like. Just give me an EP credit because I know the producer and he won't do the job unless you know it. Or I threw a bunch of money in it. Or there's executive producers that deal with everything from casting to script yeah. to director to they're on the set every day. So it's always um, I've always wondered when it's like, oh, he was executive producer. It's like, oh, well, yeah, he, he I think he just have I a think he directed a handful of episodes in True Detective also. So he's got nice. some of those director nice. credits. Yeah. Well. So, so, so story positive. driven stuff will be good. Yeah. Nice. Good, good, good. All right. So I, I hope it's well. Yeah, uh, you know, we're getting fuzzy now, so psst, that's our time. Hey, guys, um, tune in next week, next Monday, same bat time, same bat. Can we say that? Yeah, we okay. can. I same talked bat. to Adam West. He says it's okay. <laughs> tune in next week, same bat time, same bat channel uh, for the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bear, and my co-hosts are... Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, Facebook Live. Thank you, Reddit. We love you guys. And we will catch you later. Adios. Love you. Later.